0: hey guys welcome back to game changers podcast. this is harsh here your host and with me I have my co-host today Jaden and a very very special guest Kara michelle uh Kara is a life coach a holistic life coach an avid traveler traveler and a reiki master and so much more and we're super excited to have her on thanks for coming on kara
1: yeah thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm excited for this talk
0: definitely yeah I know it's really a pleasure and uh you have a lot of amazing, uh, cool experiences um, and a lot of uh, tough ones that you really had to overcome. And I guess uh, it's gonna be super cool as we really unfold your story and how you got to, you know, um, when you were 18 to, you know, a point where you ended up losing your brother to now you ended up pursuing a career of coaching and helping other women and uh, people and just, you know, finding fulfillment in that and building a, an amazing business in that industry.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um it's been a journey i was just reflecting on it um earlier today actually too and like thinking about what sort of things happen in the timeline like going through the last 10 years and um i don't know yeah it's just like there's been a lot (laughs) there has been a lot that's happened
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and a lot of these times these like experiences and i've noticed this with like myself too where you have these experiences and you kind of wonder like, you know, why did this happen to me? But sometimes these experiences, even the bad ones kind of just shape us into the person who we are now after a couple of these years. And you say, Hey, if that thing didn't happen to me back then I wouldn't be this person that I am now. Right. So it's all like kind of, um, all these experiences really make you who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's where like perspective and our mindset is so important because I know in the midst of like my hardest times, I obviously didn't see a silver lining and I wasn't grateful for it by any means. But as I got through it, um, and as I continued to learn and, and like really dive into personal development and different energy work and spiritual tools, I really realized that yeah, like none of this stuff would have brought me to where I am today. It was all so defining and shaping me and teaching me. So in that way, I actually can look back on those experiences and be grateful for them because I know I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to help others. I wouldn't, um, have found like a fulfilling career and a fulfilling life if I didn't have all those things like throwing me off the path.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I heard Steve Jobs saying one of his speeches that you can't connect the dots going forward, but you can connect them going back. And it's like weird, that like just stuff that, uh, that like they break you down but build you up like way stronger. And it, it seems like most times it just happens. And it's so weird how it works out that way.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that quote. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but it's so true. Um, yeah. And I guess like for, for everyone tuning in, like for me, as you mentioned, uh, I guess my biggest. Like my first big thing was when I was 18 and uh, my brother had an allergic reaction to a prescription drug. So he passed away. Um, and that was, was like really the big, like life-changing moment and made me question a lot of things about purpose and like, what am I doing here? And if life can be taken so quickly, like why am I doing things that are, I'm really not happy with doing? Mm-hmm. um so that was like kind of the catalyst for a lot of things and then a few years after that i was uh, sexually assaulted at my university so then that brought up like a lot more for me to work through and heal from and then actually just when i was outside of edmonton a couple years later i was driving across canada in the winter which like probably wasn't the smartest thing to be doing but uh, I hit black ice, like about an hour, an hour west of you guys there, and uh, lost control and ended up flipping a couple times and then rolling four times into the ditch. And that was like another, like I had um, definitely PTSD after that, and and also an out of body experience while it was happening. So like this weird kind of spiritual experience yet all the all the like physical pain or emotional pain so those were the three big things that really continued I guess to push me to where I am today and to keep me learning and and finding tools to to break free
2: yeah that that's that's actually uh yeah it's crazy because that those are probably the main facts characters that I've kind of push you push you forward mm-hmm. you can probably say right? definitely
1: yeah yeah i think if um if those things wouldn't have happened like especially with my brother i was doing like the normal thing of um i had a scholarship for volleyball so i was playing university volleyball Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in school. I just knew I wanted to be either helping people or helping the environment and didn't know what that looked like. Um, but I was doing what I was supposed to do and, and like just kind of taking courses for the sake of taking courses. And it was really like from losing him that I just went like, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I, why am I doing this if I, if I'm not happy here?
2: Yeah. 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 Did you complete a university diploma? Or?
1: No, I've done um how many years have I done? I've done three years of university. So I did like two years and then I took a couple years off and did a lot of traveling and um kind of started this whole journey. And then I went back and did one more year playing volleyball and one more year of credits. But Um, physically I had a lot of injuries too so I just was kind of like this yeah it was a good good try but I'm not gonna keep going Mm -hmm. and and then I took off to travel again (laughs) so yeah I mean um,
0: looking back at your experiences I know um, that must be like uh, even that's an experience on its own where you know those type of experiences can really change you as a person right like you said life-changing experiences so you know what helped you? Uh, what helped you really get through those experiences? Because obviously different type of experiences, but uh, what really gave you the strength to overcome that loss? Overcome that? Um, obviously you had an assault. So um, how did you overcome that? Even the accident. You know how did you really find that strength and grow to grow?
1: Yeah, I think to be honest, and this might seem like a little bit weird, but I think my I had a bit of like a spiritual connection before and really had been always like looking for purpose or you know what's the meaning of life and I personally believe that we are here to like learn lessons and that it's kind of our job to to like learn them in order to rise above and evolve and grow and honestly during some of the like hardest times I think the the mindset that kept me going was just like I don't wanna stay feeling this way forever. And if I don't learn how to kind of deal with this, then I am gonna stay here. So it was like a little bit of desperation as well as just um, determination to like find, like there has to be some way to get through from here and something to to move forward with.
2: Mm. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. And then that's where you started your journey, right? You said, so you, you left university and you just said, Hey, I'm going to go travel and kind of escape from this entire, cause I know even with all these mental health uh, things that come up, you have um, these feelings associated to a certain place uh, mm-hmm. and a certain location, even like certain homes. Like if you're just close to that area, all of a sudden all those like feelings sometimes come back to you. So, yeah. you, uh, so that I'm like, so you basically left um, and just went to travel. So, I mean, tell us about that experience. What was it like just in being an 18 year old or you said you were in your 30, right?
1: Um, yeah, I was, I think I was 20. I was 20 when I did or 19 when I did my first solo trip. And then um, 21, I started doing like bigger traveling. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I like exactly what you said, certain environments or certain people or Um, can really be triggers and and we don't realize like how how much that can keep us stuck in a certain identity and I know for me whether I was like with my university crowd or back in my hometown I just really identified as like the girl who had lost her brother and really identified that like that's how people would see me and I it's like hard to break out of that story when you're surrounded by that or feeling that way. So yeah, for me, travel really allowed me to like go firstly to places I'd always wanted to go to, but secondly, be able to meet new people and really like they don't know anything about me. They don't know my story. They don't know the things I've been through. We just get to start fresh and, um, and kind of like have that, that connection in a new way. So um, I guess that was like a, a big drive, driving force for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like, and then just checking off a lot of things on my bucket list as I went. And um, I'd always wanted to go skydiving in Australia, so I did that and like landed on the beach. It was the most beautiful thing ever. And I did my scuba diving certification in the Philippines and did a lot of that in Bali as well and studied yoga and meditation in India and worked with elephants in Sri Lanka. So like all of these things that I had always wanted to do, I just started like making my way around and, and checking off those boxes.
2: Yeah, I'm curious about that. So for, uh, for me, I was thinking during COVID, I'm like, man, I've been waiting for years to go traveling, waiting for my friends to be ready but it seems like I'm always the only one that's able to go and has the has the money saved for it so I'm planning right after COVID I'm gonna try to do my first solo trip to either like Australia Australia or Japan or something would you recommend solo trips like what are your tips for people that want to do that
1: yeah I think that's so exciting oh my gosh um yeah I I felt the same way too where like a lot of my friends were either either didn't have the money or like it wasn't the right time or they had just got another job. So they're like, I can't really leave. And, and I think you guys as like entrepreneurial spirits get this too. Like you want that freedom and that flexibility and able to do those things that you really want to do. So I just was like, you know what? I I don't want to sit here and wait for someone. I'll just take off. And um, obviously like, I would definitely say like plan, plan some of it before you go and have your bit of your idea of what you're doing, but also some of the best, best experiences and like best people I met were just by kind of like, you you know, you end up bumping into someone talking, uh, they connect you with someone or they tell you a place to go and you just end up finding all these like hidden gems to travel to. And um, I don't know, travel I think is like the absolute best experience and the best way to learn. So I I totally think <laughs> you've gotta go do that when when you finally yeah. can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I think that too. I think traveling uh broadens your perspective so much and interest just um like one thing I heard that um students in schools, the the some of the brightest ones are the students that traveled the most because they're their perspective is so broad Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm curious did you stay in like hostels or did you uh stay in like hotels and stuff because i've heard people uh can just meet like friends in hostels and they end up knowing them for a long time because it's like more like a community there have you ever tried that
1: yeah totally i did a bit of both so um definitely i like Mm -hmm. i use hostels a lot of the time, I also used Airbnb sometimes. Um, I even was using the couch surfing app. So like, I was just. I don't even
2: know about that. Oh, it's like. After that?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can like enter in where you're going, what the dates are. Um, And then there's people who like you, they let you stay there for free and um, you get to stay at their house. And usually like they do actually have an extra bedroom. So it's not literally on the couch. But um, I did that, honestly, in a lot of those countries. And even that was really cool, because then I'm staying with a local person. And, you know, they would show me around too. And like you have that extra connection with people. But but hostels are are a great place as well. And, um, I think, I think with travel in general, you're always going to meet like-minded people because they're also traveling. Right.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, as you're talking about this, I remember like, I read it somewhere where, uh, like basically, like you said, you know, when you're in a certain surrounding and you're trying to learn and grow as a person, um, a lot of people that are around you have this image of you and they kind of, um, like, even if you're trying to grow, they kind of keep pushing that image back at you based on, like, their experience with you. And a lot, of ta- a lot of the times, like, where you really, really, when you have to, when you're going through that experience of growing and learning, like, traveling allows you to really just go out, uh, build that personality, and then just come back as, like, this new person that people, the people around you, they see you again, you know, for the first time after a while. Mm-hmm. And it really just allows them to see this new side of you. And they stop projecting those, you know, that uh, persona that you created beforehand. And now they have like this new, completely new, um, you know, image of you. And I think, uh, and I completely agree with you, like Jaden as well. Like uh, personally, I've, I've traveled a lot and you really get to see like what's going on in other countries, other cultures, uh, in different worlds, um, just, the, just the culture, the nature, um, the, the way that people behave. And yeah, just an amazing experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that you said that because I think, I think especially when we're younger and we are like, I don't know, around high school, university age, um, we really are put into a box by like what our parents want us to do, you know, what our family and friends and like friends, parents, you know, and then what society tells us and teachers, like everyone is telling us and trying to shape us into something. And you know, maybe sometimes they're right and they have, they have knowledge or wisdom to share. But a lot of times it also keeps us from expressing like what we truly feel called to do or what actually feels best because we're afraid that like we're not going to fit in or they immediately, like you said, project those beliefs of like, oh, it's not safe for you to start your own business or it's not safe for you to do this and try something new. Like you should just stay on the path, you know, like do this first. And um, it it really keeps us limited. And and then we end up, I mean, I think that's why so many people have anxiety and stuff. It's because they're not in alignment with what feels good for them. And they're feeling so much pressure to to do certain things versus just like stopping for a few minutes, like breathing and thinking about like, what is actually going to make me happy right now? And like, what what's the best thing that i could do with my time and then just like, going with it yeah
2: yeah yeah that uh that kind of reminds me like so uh traveling kind of helped me realize what i wanted to do i like after a specific trip to new york i kind of realized what my dreams were and then that just got me thinking i've never been to like europe or asia or any of the emerging markets so if i can learn this much in the United States and New York what can I learn over there in like Asia or somewhere like there's just so much to learn from other places
0: and like the experiences like you can build um like I think a lot of the times like we're so comfortable with like our situation and this was like me before too where I was so engaged in maybe it was playing video games or being busy on social media and I thought you know this is what my world is but when you actually leave um your home and just go out and just explore and even your country. And you say, you know, what is happening in the rest of the world? And like you said, you know, I mean, you you did yoga in in India and like one of the most amazing places you, you, you hung out with elephants in Sri Lanka. And those are possibilities where we never really, you know, we would never really think about that. Oh, you know, I could just sit here and think about playing with elephants in Sri Lanka or watching, uh, you know, safaris and in Africa, you would never really think about that when you're just sitting, but when you actually experience it, you realize that that's what, you know, really living life is about what a being in the moment is about. And it's not just about being engaged with distractions and stimulations and just in pleasures that we're all surrounded with we're really just going out there and exploring and um, finding ourselves and just creating experiences.
1: Yeah. 100%. I think too, it, um, the second you do it, it does kind of open your eyes and you're like, man, this is really easy. And like the world is actually a lot smaller than we think. Mm -hmm. And um, there's just, there is so much potential or so much opportunity for things that you can go do. Uh, Whereas when you stay, I mean, that is part of why I definitely like leaving Canada and I like leaving my environment here because like, not that the people are bad by any means, but I do find it a more like small minded mentality because oh, yeah. it's just what they know. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to know something different. Like, I want to know other places and other experiences. And I know even like growing up and dreaming of working with elephants, everyone was always just like, well, where are you going to do that? And like, how are you going to do that? And there's no elephants in Canada. And like. but yeah it's just like if there's something you want to do I think like taking that leap to go do it um is the best decision you could ever make
2: yeah yeah I've always felt like uh like people in in my hometown like here in Edmonton uh they uh I feel like the majority just has kind of a polarized um perspective and they just kind of they think they're like too grounded i don't know
0: yeah and every time like i think of that it reminds me of this quote where it's like you know what what you what we know is a drop what we don't know is an ocean so Mm -hmm. kind of just always remembering that uh we have a very limited experience of our knowledge of um what we've really been through and there's just so much out there to really seek explore learn and just uh, enjoy that we haven't already and once you realize that after having your first experience, like you did, you realize you're like, Oh, this is only one country that I've been in and I've learned so much and I've experienced so much. Imagine if I go to all these other places. And essentially you don't really even have to leave Canada. Like, even if you just, even your surrounding, there's so many amazing experiences that you can have just by uh, looking for certain things that appeal to you and saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to go out of my house and really engage in this experience today. Cause it seems like a really fun time. And I think, just making experiences, like that's what life is about, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's like you said, breaking out of those patterns too of like, well, this is what I do every day, so I'm just gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um but like you could just go explore around your house or like go for a road trip or just like wander around and see see what else is out there almost. And then um, yeah, you never really know what could end up coming from it or who you end up meeting or yeah like what idea gets sparked. And then maybe all of a sudden you're like, man, like this is what I want to do. Or this is how to solve that thing that was stressing me out for the last week. Like you just have this new, um, you're no longer limited in that, that box you're like spreading out and open to, to other opportunities.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have, uh, like a favorite memory from, any of your solo travels, like anything just crazy happen that is really memorable?
1: Um, well, I don't really know. Cause I feel like they were all, <laughs> um, really, really amazing. But I think, um, I mean, definitely for me, like I am an animal lover. So working with elephants and just, uh, I was there for only a few weeks working with, uh, at an elephant sanctuary and, working mostly with this one particular elephant and like when i went back maybe was it four months or five months later i went back to actually work there for like a longer period of time and like just when i saw the elephant again like maybe i was imagining it but it really felt like he recognized me and like we just had this connection so it was really cool um to, to have that and just because they're so intelligent and like really compassionate animals so um, being around them in their energy was always amazing.
0: Did he awesome, ever pick yeah. you up with his trunk and just like lift you like just wrap it around? you? <laughs> Did you ever ride the elephants?
1: No no I didn't but like he um, we always had uh, we would feed them like uh, vitamins or feed them extra fruit and like I'd always bring him some of them liked they had their favorite cookies and biscuits that they liked. So I'd always like to be feeding them that. And, um, yeah, just like really getting to, to spend time there with them. Mm-hmm.
0: Super mm-hmm. cool. Super cool. Um, uh, I think, um, you know, going off of that, I, I want to talk to shift topics to talk a little bit about your career and, you know, after everything that's happened, you went to Australia to, you know, do your studies for becoming a life coach. And now you, I think you're one of the, I'd say you're one of the most successful life coaches uh, all over Canada, and you really built, uh, you know, a credible business for yourself. And I wanna, I wanna know about that journey and how, uh, obviously, after your training, how you got into. Well, you know, a lot of people don't even know what coaching is, and I've, I've already talked about this a lot. So I wanna hear someone else, else's perspective, saying, you know, what is life coaching? What's the value in life coaching?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, the coaching industry is definitely like some people are still kind of figuring out what it is. And I think ultimately it's just um, like we have teachers throughout life, but having someone who can guide you through things. And and ideally, this is someone who has already been through what it is you're going through. So like you, if you're hiring a business coach, you obviously want someone who's already created a successful business so you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. and i think with life coaching it's it's that it's looking for someone who has been through the things that you're maybe currently struggling with they have found their way through they know how to support and guide you through that as well mm-hmm. so that um basically it's shortening the timeline so instead of spending like all these years reading all these books or trying different courses or trying to figure it out on your own it's like you know what I want to learn this stuff in three months or six months or like get on the fast track. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really how I see it.
0: Yeah. I think for me it's more so, um, cause I think like uh, advice always comes from like a personal side. So like my advice wouldn't apply to someone who's had different experiences than me. And I think as a coach, I can't really tell them like, Oh, do this, do that. But what I can do is ask them the right questions. To create that awareness for them on, in themselves and say mm-hmm. you know um, I can't tell them what to do but I can say hey you know what it, what about this is important to you or you know uh, what would this look like for you uh, in terms of who you want to be as a person and just creating that awareness because you know now you see everyone uh, there's so many stimulations and distractions in an environment wherever we go and I think more than ever now it's so important for all of us to uh, be spending that time, whether by yourselves or whether with a coach, just to explore on a certain topic and, uh, or whatever it is that you want, just your goals and thinking about it and saying, Hey, you know, what really matters to me? What are my values? Who am I as a person? I have this goal that I want to achieve. How can I do it? And just making, sitting down with someone who has experience and um, just making that plan. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're supporting them in uncovering their true self really like uncovering what they want or what's going to be best for them or uncovering those answers. And I think you're totally right. It's to me, it's not about like necessarily, it's never about me saying like, this is what you have to do. Like, this is Mm -hmm. the way, you know, but helping show them different uh, opportunities or different tools or, or anything so that they can uncover and, And also feel empowered about being able to do this on their own so that they are learning things and and not feeling like they have to always look for everything externally. It's also about like feeling empowered in, okay, I know I can do these things and I'll find the answer. Or I know if I take the first step here, Mm -hmm. like I'm at least working towards that goal.
0: Yeah. And now you have like this um, super successful business that you've built for yourself. What, what does that process look like for you in the sense of, uh, because you, like in our industry, like the self-development industry, the influencing business, it's, it's really a process, especially because you're really selling yourself and you have to really build that emotional rapport with people. And, uh, you know, just say that, I, you know, because people are putting money on you and saying, Hey, you're going to help me improve my life and having that, you know, getting that trust from someone, requires a lot of effort and hard work and credibility so how did you really build that um, I guess build that connection with your uh, customers but also just build the business overall
1: yeah yeah definitely so I mean I think for me one of the biggest things that has always been so important is just uh, and we kind of have touched on this beforehand but like being authentic and being vulnerable like I really think that having that Realness come through and be able to share those things um, helps people relate, helps them connect, and um, so I know for me, even from day one, like when I was just starting, kind of like I started my Instagram and stuff for my yoga teacher training, for some of my different things, and it it wasn't necessarily like my coaching business right away. Um, but then I started to realize, okay, this is you know what, I'm, what path I'm going to take and what I want to do. And really just starting to be consistent and consistently showing up and every single day being there trying to provide value or tools or um, stories and, and really connecting with people. And even though for a long time, it was just showing up and it wasn't necessarily signing clients or, or building the business, but having that trust factor and um, and then, yeah, continuing to, to um, share the things that could help and share like my true self so that then I really knew I was attracting like exactly who I wanted because I think. Um, I know with one of my first business coaches I was kind of told like try to fit into this box and like only share this one side of of yourself and what you do and I felt so limited and so stuck there and and really unhappy whereas when I got to share like all sides of myself people connected so much more
0: yeah exactly and and a lot of the times like people expect us to like oh, like you're a life coach, so you have to be like this perfect human being. And that's what we think that what people expect us. But in reality, it's quite the opposite because kind of like what you said, uh, when you're just, when you're uh, vulnerable and you make mistakes then people find a commonality and say, hey, you know, this this person isn't a God. It, he's just mm-hmm. a human being like me. And, um, you know, as, as I'm doing pursuing my career, this is what his passion is. And or her, uh, this is what she finds fulfillment in and just following up with that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had um, a call with, with a few clients, like um, a couple of weeks back and they were asking me a few questions about stuff and about business actually. And I was just like, like, I was like, honestly, I failed so many times building this business, which is what, but that's what helped me learn. Right. Because, um, I mean, I hate the word failure anyway, because it's not a failure. It's just like a stepping stone, but, but in terms of like, getting here, I wasn't successful for a long time. I was just like building and trying different things. And um, it's like, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall, and you're like, hoping this is gonna stick, and it's gonna work. <laughs> and then maybe it does, or maybe it doesn't. And then you figure out, okay, well, how can I shift? Like, what could make that better? Or what do I do next time? And, and then yeah, being honest about that, I think not that I, necessarily share like every single failure or every single struggle but being able to own up to that and and just share like yeah I am a human being and it hasn't always been easy but like I'm still here and <laughs> like I'm still showing up.
2: Yeah, I think lots of people uh, don't realize that that with basically any business that you start there's guaranteed going to be a lot of failures at the beginning. And you can even make the failures fun because it really, it's just learning. Like you're just testing stuff out and you'll have to accept a few losses, lose some money, lose some time. But really it's about learning. You're basically paying to learn and people don't really realize that that, that that's how the ball gets rolling. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I like what you said with uh, this, like earlier we talked about, you know, it's really all about the perspective you have. And honestly, if you have the perspective of, Looking at, um, you know, failures or things don't really go your way as you want them to. And if you if you learn to have the perspective of, okay, uh, why did this happen and what can I take away from it? And no one can really stop you from being successful in your personal and professional life. Like if you have that perspective and you're able to find the positive in any experience, like you've just won. Right.
1: Yeah. I think you guys are so ahead of the game because I feel like most people (laughs) at your age are not thinking that way at all. Um, I know I wasn't either, and like, um, it was really easy to feel like all oh, this, yeah, this was a failure, or like, um, beat myself up about it. But in reality, yeah, it does just become a game. I think the sooner you can switch that mindset to be like, okay, like I've learned something, you know, and make it fun, make it enjoyable then you're actually being present in the process too versus like carrying all the weight and like the stress and the overwhelm because our minds are really powerful. So if we focus and and beat ourselves up and think that we're like stupid or something, we're going to stay stuck in that energy and in that belief system. But if you can shift it into like, Oh, I just learned a great new lesson today. (laughs) Like This thing didn't work at all, but I learned a great lesson. And like, I'm grateful for it because I'm not going to make this mistake again. Then like your attitude just totally changes in that instant. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I think it's exactly just like a game. Like it's like, you're like playing football or something. You're just trying to train your players to like make bigger plays and bigger passes.
1: Mm -hmm. Just like a game. Yeah, definitely. And it's all that foundation. Like you have to start somewhere. And I know for me, always remembering, um, like even I I was in debt when I started the business because I was investing so much to get things going. And I tried to go like into Facebook ads and like get these big marketing people right away and things that I should have, or in hindsight, had I been more patient, I maybe wouldn't have done that, but I learned. Um, But one of the, the mindsets I took on was just like, Every single millionaire, every single billionaire, every single crazy successful coach has probably been in the exact same position that I'm in right now and like look at where they are. So it's not defining me and I don't need to stay identified in this space because like I'm just like everyone else. (laughs) As long as I keep learning and pushing through, then I'm going to get to that other side.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is just even judging yourself because personally, like, you know, when I started this entire process, a lot of the times early on, I was very judgmental of myself. And, um, and I think a lot of that came from me also judging other people because it's kind of like, it's a mindset, right? Like judgment is a mindset. So when someone else does something that you have the opportunity to kind of point point a finger at, then you, if, and if you end up judging someone else, then you also judge yourself and you expect other people to judge you. But when you all of a sudden, like someone does something that doesn't go their way and you take an approach of empathy and try to understand that person that all of a sudden, surprisingly, when you make a mistake, you start to try to be empathetic with yourself and say, hey, man, it's okay. Like you're just learning, you're just starting out. And, you know, there's this amazing analogy that I I always share all the time. And it's it's about, um, you know, just a baby. You know, when a baby is born, it's not born just, you know, sprinting. baby baby is born it learns how to crawl first then it learns how to walk slowly then it learns how to run and climb stairs so just like a baby it's like we're always learning and there's a lot of things that we're brand new to even though when we get older so you can't expect to be perfect at something you've never done and just like the baby we're always you start off crawling and then you walk and then you know at some point you'll be running so
1: yeah. And also how many times did they fall down <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> but,
1: like, yeah. they got back up? And then, and like, yeah, as babies, we didn't have judgment. Like judgment is a learned behavior and like a learned belief pattern that sadly is like, we learn it from our parents. They learned it from their parents. And, and yet like, if you could just eradicate that, like, that's definitely been one of the hugest things for myself too, is like, no longer having any judgment for other people like being able to just see oh you know maybe this is why they reacted that way or um they're like yeah struggling with something that i don't know about so let me just like not take it personally and not judge them and i just like keep doing my thing and then it does it allows me like to not judge myself anymore because it is, it's like everyone's a mirror and everything is a mirror too. So we reflect that to ourselves as well.
0: And and like the a really good example that I even remind myself is like when I see someone like just speeding or like maybe, you know, like when you're just driving on the highway and someone's just driving really rash and really fast and they kind of overtake you and you just kind of get a bit annoyed and you're like, dude, what a... And you kind of label that person right away. You're like, oh, what a bad driver. Or like uh, what a rash driver. But now I'm like, I, I noticed that about myself and I, I kind of checked out and I was like, oh, I judged that person. I was like, it's also possible that maybe they have like a sick child or a pet in the back seat and they're rushing to get to a hospital or they just heard some bad news and they have to go see someone. Like you just don't know what's happening. right? You don't know that person. And mm-hmm. often we judge based on an assumption and the assumption we make is a negative one. We say, hey, this person did something bad. But when we make a negative assumption, we're putting a negative thought inside our head. And that negative thought is what you know, kind of makes up our, our, our brain and our mindset as a person. So even just, um, even if that person is doing something that's not correct, uh, you don't have to judge them for it. Um, you don't have to say it's correct what they did, but by not judging and taking an approach of empathy, you're putting a positive thought in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you forgive uh, like people that kind of do you wrong, not for them like to justify what they did is right, but to... Uh, kind of uh, make peace with it in yourself and have a positive thought in your mind
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah totally um and it's like we the only thing we can control is ourselves and and if you know that you are just fueling like a toxic environment in your mind or in your body or in your energy by focusing on those things you're it is whatever that quote is about like um it's it's all about how like holding on to anger is like drinking the poison and expecting it to kill someone else. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what you're doing to your body when you're angry or you're thinking those negative thoughts, you're just creating this really negative toxic environment and you have total control over that. So you have the power to go, you know what? I'm not going to choose this thought. I'm going to just, yeah, be empathetic or, or focus on something more positive or just, like send them love and and hope everything's okay. Yeah. Instead of instead of like harboring that anger.
2: Mhm. Yeah, uh that uh brings up the question in me so how do you think that um people listening can focus on uh seeking more control over their emotions and not um acting so irrationally or just acting impulsively?
1: Yeah, I think like the first step and um Harsh you actually mentioned this earlier of awareness. Like that's always that first step of just starting to see that you are not your mind. Like I like so many of us we think we are and we just think oh I can't control it. It's just this is what it does. Yeah. But when you separate and you're able to go no I'm like I'm the the thing or the being behind my mind. So now, as these thoughts come in, or as you start to feel angry, or you start to, um, yeah, react a certain way, you're able to kind of separate and go, okay, like, what, what is this really about, or like, where is this coming from, or is this actually serving me, um, and be able to make a uh, make a shift from that place.
2: Oh yeah, that reminds me. From uh, I heard in Ray Dalio's uh, principles uh he said in like psychology there's basically two versions of you there's like the the primal part of your brain and then the regular um logistical side and yeah you just kind of uh you try to seek control over it because the primal side will always gain control because it's more powerful in moments like that
0: yeah
1: yeah. And it's, um, it's been like doing its thing for like generations and generations and generations. And like, it's biologically like something that is kind of the default. Whereas when we start to go, okay, like, yeah, how can I gain some control over this? And, and even like the fight or flight response with anxiety and stress is like a perfect example of that, because it's just this system being triggered and immediately it sends off all these signals and you feel a certain way and your body feels a certain way. Um, but if you just change the thought, then it's going to stop sending all those signals to your body and you can go back into like your regular state. So our, yeah. our thoughts really are so powerful that way.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the times, like personally, what's really helped me is just meditation because the when you can't you know awareness isn't just gonna pop up out of nowhere you're gonna you're gonna need to develop the ability to be mindful and uh, you know mindful even in all all situations and in all um you know uh, it's all the time like because sometimes even we don't notice our own behaviors like we'll engage in something and then we don't even know why we did it so I think just the ability to like just let's say you do something that you kind of are you know kind of was a negative thing that you ended up doing and just taking a moment to just like pause and say like, oh, you know, I did that. Why did I react that way? What could I have done differently? Right. Just taking a moment to just pause and that pausing moment is going to come when you have the ability to be present and really just be in the moment and say, be mindful enough. And that's like a skill you have to develop. It's not going to happen like overnight. And I think personally for me, that's what I had to do uh, to really change my uh, thoughts and like how I was uh, perceiving uh, certain uh, behaviors and just saying, oh just taking a moment like oh why did i react that way like what was that about uh, i felt angry like did i just keep chasing that emotion or did i just observe and like just really feel it for a second and to let go and just like kind of um yeah like you said just awareness and taking a third person perspective and saying like you know why did i do that you know and just analyzing your behavior
1: yeah yeah i love meditation too that's like one of my favorite <laughs> my favorite things but um also for everyone listening like just another, like a physical tool or like a tangible tool. Um, I learned this from one of my yoga teachers when I was in Bali and it's from a book called a complaint free world. So it's really about looking at how often people complain and like how negative our mindsets are, how it triggers off this series of events. But he basically teaches you to like have a bracelet or an elastic band or something. And have it on one of your wrists and like every time you complain, you take it off and switch it to the other wrist. So it's taking you from your subconscious pattern where you're not even aware that you're complaining about something or you're judging someone or whatever. Um, It's kind of breaking that pattern and then bringing the conscious mind online because you're now doing something consciously to change the bracelet over and the whole goal is to go 21 days without changing it at all, which is like, takes, <laughs> takes some time. And every time you switch it, you start back at day one. So like when I did this, I was, I was in Bali. I was literally just like nothing, nothing really stressing me. I was going to yoga three times a day, like meditating, um, just like reading books in my spare time. So probably the most chill environment you could have and I noticed how much my mind was complaining about things or how much um I was judging like judging myself judging others and focusing on that negative so I I started to do this of like anytime I have a negative thought I'm like switching the bracelet over and it was like absolutely fascinating because I would see like oh my gosh, this is such a waste of energy. And these negative thoughts are about the stupidest little things. And yet it's like, it's going to affect my mood because I can see how much it's spiraling. Mm -hmm. So I think that too is like such a powerful way for you to gain control and start to like shift that. Yeah.
2: Uh, One time I, I, one time I was thinking and, uh, I kind of looked at this like think about how much you complain and then you bring into your interactions and you complain to other people and then like you you gain validation out of that you're like oh this sucks and they're like oh that sucks so much and and it's just like so stupid bringing that into the interaction and and then that's your interactions are based off complaints it's,
1: totally it's Yeah.
2: Problematic. So
1: many, yeah so many of our relationships are just negative because that is where we get our validation and like you feel supported because something went wrong and they're like oh I'm so sorry to hear that or whatever Um, but yeah it keeps you really focused on the negatives and um yeah I know like I used to do that all the time and that was a big shift that also helped me see how certain people and certain friends in my environment were actually keeping me stuck because they were complaining all the time and it was like bringing me down. And so I was able to see how, how important that is to like have good people and have that positivity and then to create it in myself too.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So going off of these, you know, deep talk talks about, you know, being spiritual and um, just kind of having awareness, I know you also do something, you're a master, right? You're a master of Reiki and it's a super cool concept. And I ended up reading super briefly about it. Just looked it up on Google and it's basically um, you basically monitor your chakras and it's a way to really bring out your life energy in a controlled way that's maybe hidden as, you know, inside of you and just kind of uh, letting that loose throughout your body. And I mean, you would explain it a lot better. So I would love to, to get to know a little bit more about what Reiki is and how would you do it?
1: yeah okay well you actually did a great job (laughs) um of explaining it but yeah it's really like we have our energy centers and our chakras and um i mean as energetic beings each each of these centers corresponds to certain things so even like um you know your your root chakra your first two your bottom two are related to like safety and security And also like your sex centers and stuff like that. And a lot of people have blockages here. And that's also part of keeping in that like fight or flight or that panic or like not feeling secure in in their body or in their life. And um, then you have like your throat chakra. So for instance, if that is blocked, like if energy isn't flowing the way it's supposed to be, then maybe you really have trouble speaking up or um, like it's, it's kind of manifesting in that way. And through Reiki, you're just working on that energy. And um, it's just kind of creating, um, creating that flow again. So releasing any blockages that are keeping things stuck. And most of us have blockages. It, it can come from from pain, from trauma, from, you know, like things that we've experienced. And um, if we don't heal or don't really create awareness or try to work through these things, then it can end up creating more physical problems too, and Mm -hmm. and showing up that way.
0: So how do you find these uh, blockages? Like, let's say, maybe I have a blockage, how would you spot or like find it and then how would you kind of break it so allowing that flow of energy throughout like my body
1: yeah yeah so reiki can be done like hands-on or um or like distance as well but but like both of your palms actually have energy centers on them too and same with the bottoms of your feet which is why like people talk about grounding and like going out in nature and just connecting um, because there's like energy from the earth and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, basically when you're doing the session, there are typically like certain patterns you follow where you are working through the energy that way. But then also, um, I know for me intuitively, there've been times like someone came to me who had, um, a lot, of, she was having a lot of chest pain and stuff. And then, as I was working on her, though, like when I got to her head, I actually had like a flood of emotions in me and like really tightness in my throat. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. And when I talked to her after, she was saying, like, she's been so stressed and not being able to speak up to like coworkers. So, like, that was what was coming through. So she felt like all this tightness in her chest, but it was like this, this block and all of the stress kind of manifesting that way. Wow. So yeah, then being able to, to create this energy flow again, because your energy goes from like the root, which is the bottom of your spine up to the top of your head, like the crown. And so being able to go through that and just make sure it's all moving and aligning again.
0: Mm hmm yeah wow, very very cool yeah i think that's just uh wow um, that just sounds like a super cool experience even just to do and just like have the experience of just like having energy just flow through your body so uh, i mean if anyone's listening yeah. wants to try like you know hit up uh kara she's uh you can do it this you can do it through distance so i mean definitely worth a try but you know as we come towards um you know uh the close for a podcast i i definitely want to talk to you about you know what's what's you know as a life coach and what is something you see in society in the communities especially the younger communities that you want to see more of and you want to just I guess the send the message to um, this community of millennials and gen z's
1: um I would just say like living your truth and following the things that light you up and and like i like this is going to be a lot of things all in once <laughs> but also like the confidence piece you know like really just believing if if there's something that you're feeling called to do like it's there for a reason so even if you don't know all the answers or even if it's different or um you don't feel super supported like please don't settle for a life that isn't going to make you happy or isn't going to make you fulfilled like really take take this life seriously in the sense of of like you have the ability to do anything and everything that you want but it's up to you to to do it and like to put yourself first to take those steps
0: Mm -hmm. the ability to be be a game changer right
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and like never doubt that you can make a difference and i think that's that's also a huge part like it's so easy for us to go like, well, I'm just one person, or like, how could I do that? Or, or like, I don't matter enough, whatever, all of these horrible doubts that we have. But every single person who's made a difference in the world is just one person. They just continued to follow the things that made them happy and like, tried to make a difference. So like, trust that, you know, you are enough to make an impact and to be a game changer. Yeah,
2: yeah I feel like, uh, like, like society kind of makes you think, like, oh, I'm just one in seven billion people. But what makes, like, what made Winston Churchill special, or like, what made um, Martin Luther King special, is they actually like pursued what their purpose was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, it reminds me
0: of like a second Steve Jobs quote to throw in our podcast. But uh, like, you know, he he said, you know, and everything that we see around us everything that you see around in the in the world um was made by another human being who is no no greater than you mm-hmm. right and once you really realize that everything around you was also built by uh, another person just like you then that's when you realize that you know no one is uh, no one is super super special like everyone's just following their purpose and you just got to find what's yours
1: mhm yeah definitely yeah. definitely and that's what you're here to do so like enjoy it right and and like make it into a game make it fun i think um the more we we just like embrace that inner child or like embrace the things that that light us up and and live from that state of joy and passion like things start falling into place and and you're able to actually do that a lot easier
0: for sure mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, for sure um i mean well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, first of all, it was really a, a pleasure to meet another life coach and just have those deep conversations because I, I think those conversations, you could just have them forever. You know, talking about awareness, um, building good habits, meditations, you know, just about that, having that spiritual talk. I know every time I talk to another life coach, I just, you know, go have, having this like long conversation about these topics and, but it really was, uh, it really was a pleasure having you on, um, learning about your story, how you really uh, you had those tough experiences, but how you really allowed them to shape you into what you wanted to do in your life. And uh, those experiences really curated your purpose and you ended up following through on it, had some amazing experiences through traveling and you're only 28. So there's so much more uh, for you, for you in store. And it was just a super great opportunity to have your energy and listen to your journey.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. It was really nice to meet you. And uh, I think you helped inspire me to go on my first solo trip after this. So that's really good. And uh, hopefully it, it has a big impact on me. Yeah, more.
1: yeah. Okay, I know it will.
2: <laughs> and I'll definitely
0: be putting on the wristband for sure. Cause I think that was super cool for me. I think just, uh, just like every time I have like uh, a negative thought or if I'm complaining about something, like w- what do I have to complain about? Right. Like everything is so amazing in my life. So just taking that wristband and putting it onto my other, I think that was super, super cool. So just, um, I'm definitely going to be doing that. So, I mean, uh, again, like had a really amazing time having you on and to people watching, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for the support you guys give us We're uh, humble then, Super, super grateful for all the love you show us. This is just the beginning for us, and hopefully we continue to have more people like Kara, more amazing stories and amazing journeys on how people really allowed their experiences to build themselves and how that led to them finding their purpose and following it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.